0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Malthouse Games Podcast. My name is Delton. I'll be your host this Sunday, late Sunday evening. With me today is my lovely co-host and wife and yellow player and all the things I always say, Haley. Sup, nerds? Don't insult the listeners.
1: We're nerds, too.
0: Well, I guess that's true. We're among We're friends. We're trying to lump them into us, right? Into yeah. our group. We are one. We are one. This is a podcast all about tabletop games, card games, role-playing games, things of that nature. This is episode number 37.
1: And it's off to a late start today. We do apologize.
0: Yes, we very much apologize for the lateness of this coming out. We're actually also recording it late because we have had some sickness within the family that we've had to, uh, you know, be there, make attendance, and make sure everybody's okay. So there's been some stuff going on personally we've had to tend to, and then we also had plans set up all weekend, so we've just kind of got behind and never had a chance to catch up until this evening.
1: Yeah. Zach and Sarah were up this weekend. Yep. Got to hang out with them a bit, play some games.
0: That was a good time, hanging out with them. We don't see them too often.
1: And then my grandma, who's been in the hospital up here, she should be going home tomorrow.
0: Which is great news for us.
1: Yes, because that means grandma's healing. Yep. And okay. Yep. And yeah. Love my grandma. She's crazy. She's crazy. This is
0: Crazy Grandma B that we've told you all about the story of the erotica novels and all that kind of different stuff.
1: I told Delton that... My grandma likes to draw one eyebrow higher than the other so she can be judging us even when she's asleep.
0: And I think it's accurate.
1: I think it's accurate.
0: (laughs) I wonder what the nurses think.
1: Oh my God. She got so salty with the doctor.
0: Yes, she did. She
1: went in. So she's in the ER. She has congestive heart failure. She's had it for years and she was just having chest pain. So they brought her up to the ER and they took her from Elk City to Oklahoma City, which is two hours away because we have like really good hospitals here. But- she gets kidney infections a lot. And the doctor's like, all right, well, we're in the ER. We're going to do X, Y, and Z to your heart. Make sure you're okay before you go home on Monday. Grandma grabs the doctor's hand and said, come here, you hound dog. I told you it was my kidneys. That's hurting. And the doctor's like, "Ma'am, we got to take care of your heart. I don't care. I don't care about my heart. It's my kidneys. And the doctor was like, well, if you don't have a heart working, you're not going to have kidneys working very long. And Grandma just raised that eyebrow about four inches off her forehead. It looked like a cartoon character. And then didn't say anything for the rest of the time the doctor was in there. It was great. But she's fine now. But when you have a grumpy Grandma, that means that she is feeling fine and feeling fine as frog hair. And she's going to be good to go tomorrow.
0: This story makes me want to drink. (laughs) So I cracked open... The first beer for this evening, but yes, Grandma B was still grumpy, and that's always a good sign for that, her. That's
1: a really good sign. I wouldn't have her any other way. <laughs> I aspire to be like her one day, maybe a diet version.
0: Yes, please, diet version. Oh, my gosh. I want to send
1: erotic novels to people.
0: I need the diet, vegan, gluten-free version.
1: Dude, you could do so much whenever you're old. You know that? You can. Let's think about it. Grandma grabbed a man's hand and yelled at him. She has sent me erotic novels. She has a boyfriend in prison. Like, she is, she's just living large, and no one can really tell you what to do. It's great.
0: I don't know if it's great or just horrifying.
1: No, it's, she's, she's living it up, man.
0: Either way, it's good. The first beer for this evening is from Coop Ale Works, another local company in Oklahoma. This is the Alpha Hive Double IPA. It is a 100 IBU, 100 plus IBU, which is international bittering units, so it's going to be bitter, highly hopped. It is also 8.9 alcohol by volume, so that is a lot.
1: I think you gave yourself a little bit more beer than you gave me, Deltie Poo.
0: Now my glass is different shaped. It's thinner down here and then Mm -hmm. wider, so I had to balance it. Mm -hmm. We'll see. This says, this double IPA is infused with a fierce American hop profile and a delicate bee-crafted orange blossom honey from Northern California. A sting of dankness, floral notes, and many a compelling nuance make this spring seasonal delicious. There you go. Oh, hold on. I can't read this. It's yellow on a green can. This is no time to buzz off. Boo. Yeah, that's pretty bad. (laughs) Okay, let's give this one a taste before we continue. All right. Well, That's really good.
1: Wow. That's a lot smoother than I was expecting it to be.
0: So something I've learned throughout my days of beer drinking and reading and all that. Your days of day drinking? Yes. With an IPA, a lot of people do not like IPAs, which stands for an India Pale Ale. It's usually highly hopped which means it's very bitter, and some people just do not like that, which is understandable. If you're going to drink an IPA and you're not a huge IPA fan, any time, such as this one is a double IPA or a triple IPA or even sometimes a black IPA or a red, it's got more hop than normal, but it also is going to have more malt than normal, which adds to the sweetness of the beer. So in a double IPA like this, there's many more malts being used in the actual beer, which is adding to the sugar content, which balances the flavor to where it's not just punch you in the face bitter. It also has a sweetness, which helps really round it out and make it a lot easier to digest.
1: Beer science, beer, beer science. Na na na. Na na na.
0: I'm glad I got that drink down in time to go na na na. That was impressive. I think it works. I think we
1: need to make a transitional music piece or whatever for every time you give a beer fact.
0: Just a random beer fact?
1: Yeah, like program it on your little soundboard over there.
0: That, that's not a. That I have to, have to buy a soundboard oh. or I put one on my phone and Hello. I plug my phone into the mixer and then I run that.
1: I don't know what that is then.
0: That, that's okay. Okay. This is why I handle it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right.
1: So it's been pretty chill two weeks. Haven't had a crisis in two and a half weeks. Live large.
0: Thank goodness.
1: So at work, so I, I work at a outpatient mental health facility. So I do mental health therapy, all that jazz. And my agency has had six crises in the last six months, which a crisis involves, you know, calling DHS, uh, getting police involved, sometimes getting ambulances involved, or going on lockdown, all that fun stuff. We've had six in the last six months. Guess how many have been mine? All of them. All of them. They have literally had to rewrite policy and rewrite emergency procedures because of the weird crises that I have had. But I'm here to tell you, I'm putting that emergency management miner to use. Finally. Finally.
0: <laughs> you have a reason for it now. I have a
1: reason for it now. Oh my God. But I haven't had knock on wood. I don't know if that's real wood, but knock on wood. Have not had a crisis in two and a half weeks. I've had one once a month. A month is still young, but I think we're getting stable. Hopefully. Thank goodness. Let's oh my God. Stop
0: the crises here. We don't need that. It's not necessary.
1: Not necessary.
0: Nope. So it's been a pretty chill two weeks. It really has. One thing that's happened in this past two weeks is our good friend and Patreon backer, Allison. Thank you, Allison, for backing us on Patreon. Thank you, Alan, for backing us on Patreon. And thank you, Jesse and Catherine, for backing us on Patreon. We love you. If you want to be like them, patreon.com slash Games. But Allison successfully defended her master's thesis, and Haley has the best part of the ending to tell.
1: Oh, my gosh. So... Allison gets up here, defends the heck out of her thesis on the careers of Norma Shearer and Joan Crawford and the men who may have shaped their lives and how it parallels to the Me Too movement of today. Fantastic, as always. But we get to the end of her thesis, so we all go out. The uh, thesis board deliberates uh, on whether or not she's going to pass. We all file back in. Allison's sitting at the front of the table, and they announce that she has successfully defended her thesis and will be awarded her master's degree this fool does not one but two dabs allison dabbed at the end of her thesis defense
0: allison i will for always judge you for always is that a word i will forever and always judge you for that <laughs> oh, however man. i think it's like the one time it's okay that that's a response she earned that dab <laughs> she did earn,
1: she earned both those dabs i think so Oh, my goodness. I'm so proud of you, Allison. Good job. We drink to you.
0: We drink to Allison. Let's clink our glasses. Oh, uh, yeah, hopefully it picked that up on the mics. Now that we've talked about the things happening the past two weeks, let's get on to the game of the episode. Oh, here's the door. Uh, uh, it's straight ahead. It's, it's a game. So the game for today's episode is actually not really a game. It's an expansion. Dun, dun 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 Today's episode, we wanted to talk about the expansion for Viticulture, which we had on a previous episode, the original game, or base game, I should say. We wanted to talk about Tuscany Essential Edition, which is the big expansion for Viticulture. So, Viticulture, if you've listened to the episode or not, Viticulture is a worker placement game that takes place over four seasons. You have just the four seasons of a year. And you are planting vines and harvesting grapes to turn into wine to fulfill orders. It is a game by Stonemeyer games, and it's a game that we really enjoy. We always like it if you like worker placement, Euro, a little bit thinky games. We really like it and always recommend it. It's one of our favorites. Tuscany adds to that and alters things quite a bit, but it actually still feels very much the same, which is interesting. But Tuscany Essential Edition I'll go ahead and go through its stats. It is uh, designed by Alan Stone and Jamie Stegmeier from Stonemeyer Games and has art by Beth Sobel. Now, Tuscany changes base viticulture in several ways. The main way is it actually completely replaces the viticulture board. Instead of having the four seasons act as the spring, you set the time you wake up, which is your turn order, summer, you do actions, fall, you draw cards, and winter, you do actions, in Tuscany, those are all their own separate action rounds. So you set the time you wake up, which is your turn order, then spring has its own actions, summer has its own actions, fall has its own actions, and winter has its own actions. So it has split up how things are done and how you move season to season. It is also has like a little bit of an area control thing on a map, which is kind of a bonus way to get a few points or coins immediately, as well as some at the end of the game. And it also adds the ability to build buildings that are on cards that give you abilities to do. So in base viticulture, you can build buildings that help you plant different uh, vines for grapes. Or you can plant the yolk to harvest fields again or make your cellar bigger. Well, in the Tuscany expansion, it also allows you to build all kinds of new stuff like a well or a craft house or something like that that gives you more actions and more ways to earn points. So we really like this expansion a lot, at least I do, because to me, it seems to not only expand upon what Viticulture did, I think it improves upon it as well as opens up more options for points, which is a big thing for me.
1: I like it a lot because you have the ability to earn specialty characters. So your little meeple, your little meeple workers, generally you have three to five regular plain meeple workers. We also have your big meeple worker, which can be placed on an action that's already been taken for the round. In Viticulture, you also have the ability to buy a mama and a papa that have specialty abilities that change throughout the game. What I really like about the Viticulture expansion is that it adds things that keep the game... It's still Viticulture, but it changes up the specialties. It changes up the different actions you can have. It changes up the different times you can do those actions. And so I felt like I was playing a completely different game with the same mechanics as viticulture.
0: It still felt like viticulture. Yes, it still it,
1: felt like viticulture, but it was much more engaging. And I felt, so I feel like I have the viticulture strategy down. I yeah. win by a lot nearly every time we play viticulture. Every, nearly every time we play viticulture. But, I but I did not win when we played the expansion.
0: No, she didn't. I stinking won. He
1: stinking one. My strategy did face. not work. Like, I felt like I was playing viticulture, but my strategy for viticulture did not work at all. Delton creamed me in it. And so I feel like it gives me an opportunity to really stretch my brain cells and have to navigate a completely different game within the same realm of viticulture.
0: It really does. It gives you a whole new way you have to approach the strategies. Something that in the change, in the base viticulture game, you set your wake-up time, you get some benefits, such as you draw a card, you get a few coins, you get an extra worker for the, that year. In Tuscany, well, every time you move to different seasons, you get a new reward. So when you finish your spring season of actions and you move into the summer, you get something different. And it's kind of nice because you can pick one that you may not want the early season's benefits, but you want the later season's benefits. And the benefits are better the further in turn order you go. And so it's just, it's really interesting because it changes things up so much. But like Haley said, it still feels like viticulture, but it's a new approach, a new way to tackle the game which makes you have to change how you tackle the game.
1: Yes. And I like that. I feel like I could play it with the, play Viticulture with the expansion or without and be playing two different games. But I feel like I would still enjoy it no matter what.
0: I think the same thing. I don't know that I will play it without the expansion. Really? The extra ways to earn points, the alteration of where the actions are for the seasons. I do, don't give me that look of just because I won, you turd. (laughs) It just, it, it feels like there's more options, more points and, it's harder to make decisions because when you start the game with four workers and you get through summer and your workers are gone, you have nothing to do in the fall or winter. You're like, Oh, I should have waited. Like it just feels tenser in those moments because you're like, shoot, I need to wait on that. And in the base viticulture, it doesn't feel quite the same because there's only two big action seasons.
1: Yes. And what you were saying, the difference between the two games is that in base viticulture, your main points come from filling orders. But how Delton won, I think Delton filled maybe one order the entire game. I think so. There are many different ways to earn points along the way. So one point at a time, two points at a time, three points at a time. Whereas in the base video culture, you can do that a little bit, but mainly you're going to earn your points by filling
0: orders. I do, I do agree with that completely because I nickel and dimed it. That's essentially what I did. Just little points here and there and slowly pushed up to keep up. And then at the end, I was able to fill one order. And then so- I think I sold wine.
1: You sold grapes, I think.
0: I think I sold my wine. I can't. Oh remember. yeah, because
1: in the in the expansion you can sell individual wines, and not yes. fill an order.
0: Yeah, so I sold wines after f- uh, filling an order, and that's what pushed me up over the point to trigger the end game. And then I was lucky enough to stay ahead from the little bit of area control points on that map. But it's just been a good expansion. I think it's very very good. I think if you're gonna play Viticulture and you like it, play it a few times and think I think I've got this down. It's definitely something worth grabbing because it will alter that, it will change the strategies, it's going to add to the game, and I think it does improve upon it. Yes. But that could be argued, I think, easily. So I think it sounds like we recommend Tuscany Essential Edition for highly. Viticulture.
1: Delton got me that for my birthday this year. Last year? Well, yeah, last year.
0: It was a while ago.
1: Well, the most recent birthday that I've had, you've gifted it to me.
0: There you go, I like that. My yes. most recent birthday is when I received my
1: this. most recent birthday, it was this current birthday?
0: yeah the, for this the latest age, birthday it was the start of this age of your life
1: this is the dawning <laughs> of the age of the Haley lane
0: okay i was wondering where that was going <laughs> i wasn't sure so with talking about an expansion which is something we haven't done before we thought it would be a good topic for the episode to discuss our thoughts on expansions
1: hey what can i get you
0: i'd like a topic
1: any special way
0: make it a top shelf topic
1: coming up Enjoy. I think that Dalton is a bigger expansion fan than I am. I can play a base game of something until it dies. And, like, when it comes to Sagrada, I could play base Sagrada, base Sagrada, base Sagrada, base Sagrada, base Sagrada, base Sagrada. Sagrada. Not that the expansion doesn't add to it. I just love base Sagrada. Or with Ticket to Ride. I can play base Ticket to Ride until my fingers fall off. I don't need any of the expansions. I do like the expansions, but I think Dalton is one who whenever he gets a game, he really seeks out the expansions afterward.
0: I do. I very much do. Expansions for me are uh, something I've always enjoyed. And I think that stems from when you're a kid and you play video games, you play video games, they're great. Well, then once you discover those games that put out content you can purchase. So for instance, when I started into World of Warcraft and there was an expansion that came out, it was the biggest thing ever. And I've always loved that idea. And then of course, playing collectible card games, you buy a booster pack. That's kind of like an expansion. And I've always liked that. So with board games, it's the same thing. If I play a board game and I love it, and people say this expansion adds to it and, make, and improves it or adds something of interest, then yes, I want to add to that experience. Because if I'm having a great experience, why not make it as best as it can be? Or the best it can be, I should say.
1: And so things like the Sagrada expansion, Dalton won't play Sagrada without it. He just keeps it in the base box. Same thing with Viticulture. He just combined the Viticulture and uh, Tuscany expansion in one box because he doesn't want to play it without it.
0: I mean, I would if somebody requested it, totally.
1: But you're not just going to pull out the Sagrada box and we just play base Sagrada.
0: No, I probably wouldn't now. I really like the expansion to Sagrada. Yeah. And so it, and I do it's too. just different.
1: I just don't seek him out as much as you do, I don't think.
0: Yeah, and that's understandable. And that's just, you know, that's kind of just an opinional opinional preference. I don't think that's a real word.
1: Opinionational.
0: Opinionational preference? Are you lying to me? No. <laughs> I'm really bad with... Put uh, that in your definition that's book. That's what I say, definition of book. Definition on the book. The way I said that was weird.
1: Definition.
0: Definitionical. Definitionical bookable. Okay. I got to stop. I really have to stop. I love we expansions. We just lost
1: 30 listeners. We did.
0: The expansions are always fun. So, like, I we played Great Western Trail a while ago. We have not talked about that on the podcast yet or done a video or anything because I want to play it a few more times because that game is, it's got a lot to it. I really want the expansion. I really want the expansion because I hear it just adds to the game. It gives you another few options for points, and expands upon what's already a good game. So I'm, that's something I'm looking for. And I have so many expansions on my wish list. It's disgusting.
1: Yeah, but I always know what to get dealt for Christmas, birthdays, Hanukkah, whatever.
0: It's either a new game or an expansion.
1: You know what? It's the game that I really want an expansion for? What's that? I think Twilight Struggle could use an excellent expansion, but hear me out. Because I know that the Cold War technically ended in what, 91, when the USSR disbanded?
0: When I was born, probably.
1: When you were born. But, technically, the Cold War is still alive to this day. We still have people in power who are alive during that, have that distrust. And basically, there is a Cold War still going on, because we don't trust the Russians, even though they're quote-unquote democracy. We're watching you, Putin.
0: So you want like a, a modern-day... So you do the early war, the mid-war, the late war, and then it's like... And then the
1: expansion is like...
0: You could call it the future war. 2000 and
1: beyond. I think... Yeah. Would Putin take office the first time in like 2000? He's a former KGB agent. I don't know. Here's the thing. They have a two-term limit, but only a two-term limit as president at a time. He has served two terms. Then his best friend served a term. Then he served two more terms. Sketchy.
0: So you can serve, you just can't serve more than two consecutively, but you can serve more than two in your lifetime. Correct. That's really weird.
1: Yeah. But I think it'd be so awesome to have an expansion for Twilight Struggle that has elements up to date. Kind of like Campaign Manager 1960.
0: The wait, whoa, whoa. Campaign Manager 2008?
1: Yeah. Or, well, or
0: 1960 wait. Making the President. Or
1: 1960 Making of the President. Like okay. the 2008 one is basically a diet version of that. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's not an expansion, but kind of the similar thing.
0: Yeah. And kind of how 13 Days is sort of a diet version of Twilight Struggle. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying.
1: So either like a standalone or an expansion to Twilight Struggle.
0: I think that could be really neat. Communists. <laughs> Haley really wants expansion for that. I want expansion for everything.
1: Side note, there's a communist bar, communist themed bar in Oklahoma City now. There is a USSR communist themed bar in Oklahoma City now. I repeat, there is a USSR communist themed bar in Oklahoma City now. I have to go. Nobody cares. I care. Only Will you cares.
0: Care. Who? Will. Oh, I forgot about Will and Logan and Greg, the communists. They care. The B-team communists. <laughs> <laughs> that's from uh, that's the B-team from My the Tuesday comrades. Night Games podcast.
1: My comrades.
0: They are Haley's comrades. But expansions come in kind of two forms is what we've determined, which is I'm going to expand upon the game and I'm going to improve upon the game or I'm going to give you more options for the same things. Uh, not that either one is a bad thing or better than the other, so something that could really change the game since we've already mentioned it, the Sagrada expansion changes the way in which the game is played. And it, you know, it adds like a whole new system and just does something very different. Whereas an expansion for something like Smash Up just adds more cards for you to work with for the same game but doesn't really change much. And there's a lot of games like that and a lot of expansions that tend to do those two things. It's either more of the same or drastic alterations or even mild alterations, but some kind of altering to the game. And both of those are completely fine. I have no issue with either one. I've purchased both, of course. But that's how expansions are. And so it's kind of nice that some games you can pick and choose and expand upon however you want. It's sad, though, that a lot of games don't get expansions when sometimes you can play them and you're like, all right, I've played this a hundred times. I really would like something new. (laughs) But, you know, what do you do?
1: Except patchwork. That game must never change. It probably won't. I love that game.
0: It is a good one. So speaking of expansions, let's expand on the new beer that we're drinking, the second beer for the episode. Hey, that was a horrible transition. That was terrible. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale.
1: I think we've talked about this one a couple of times.
0: I think we've had this at least once before. Uh, We didn't have any other new local beers in the fridge this weekend, and I thought I did, and I didn't.
1: Side note, I'm really happy that Coop is now at Target.
0: Yes. (laughs) Having Target have alcohol now in Oklahoma is amazing.
1: Oh, my God. Blessed.
0: But uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, it's a pale ale, 12 ounces. I'm trying to find alcohol content, and I'm failing. It is 5.6% alcohol by volume. But we've had it before. It's a solid pale ale. It's, uh, oh, I don't want to say, well, I mean, it kind of is, I guess, internationally, like, renowned, in the U.S. at least, nationally yeah, renowned.
1: I don't think I've been to a state that doesn't serve Sierra Nevada Pale Ale.
0: Or just any Sierra Nevada.
1: I don't know what that was. I tried to say yeah and right at the same time. I, I heard it. It yite. came
0: out weird. Yite. Yite. I don't... I, okay. All yite. So speaking of more expansions, let's see another transition and see if it goes horribly or not.
1: I'm expanding on my
0: vocabulary with yite. And we also like to expand upon our normal everyday lives. And now, join us for a Malt House Games Podcast Special by Size Question. So for the question today, we wanted to do... What is an expansion upon your life? And the way that I focused on this was, if your entire life was going to work, coming home, doing housework, chores, everything it takes to live and function as a person in modern society, what are the things you use that are sort of like expansions to make your life better or more entertaining or, you know, be able to do something you love? And I kind of wanted to look at life in that form. So if life is the base game for me, then one of my expansions would be the tabletop games hobby. So this is an expansion I add in, which gives me more joy in certain times and allows me to fill up my house to gain points with tile placement on the shelves. Trying to tie this in, didn't work very well. I also have an expansion of I Like to Drum. Even though my drum set has been broken down for several years now and I need to get it back out, we just don't have the room. I'm a drummer. I watch drum videos. I drum on every table and everything I can get my hands on.
1: Unless he's not drumming, then that's when you know he's lying.
0: Yes, that's my tell, as Haley has said in a past episode. And then I have another expansion that I call video games because I enjoy those a lot. And that's another way that I expand upon my life and keep in touch with some friends and am able to spend time doing other things and just making it enjoyable. So I kind of consider those my big expansions on my base game of real life. So what would yours be, Haley?
1: So I think I consider my expansions my random certificates I get every year. I can see that. For those of you who don't know, I like to get a new certification or something every year. So three years ago, I got my minister's license. I do weddings. Two years ago, I mean, I got approved for candidacy as a therapist. I consider that my my certificate for the year. Uh, last year, I got my concealed carry license, so I can I I can legally conceal carry a semi-automatic weapon.
0: Horrifying. Which is
1: horrifying. Or below Uh and this year my expansion hopefully will be to get my private investigators license. Delton's giving me the the look right now. What? I would make the perfect private investigator. No one would suspect a thing. I was talking to my supervisor the other day. I'd be like walking up to someone's house being, like, hey you wanna buy some Avon? JK, I'm investigating. Or did you know that with a private investigators license in Oklahoma it also qualifies you for a bounty hunter if you get the armed version? If you are an armed licensed private investigator, you are qualified as a bounty hunter. I could be a private investigator and a bounty hunter in the state of Oklahoma in four short classes.
0: Instead of Dog the Bounty Hunter, would you be Cat the Bounty Hunter? Cat the Bounty Hunter. You're like, I am a cat, bang, bang, cat. That, would that be your theme song? Yes, it would. Okay. So
1: my expansions, I think, on my certificates I like to get.
0: I think that makes sense. It's a way that you expand upon yourself.
1: Yeah, and I never use them with the ministers i mean of course the counseling i use yeah but i never use i will never use my private investigator's license it's like i never use my gun license i have never once carried a gun on my person aside from whenever i went to go test for my gun license
0: our bank account is crying
1: this is my fun money it's
0: just weeping
1: delton spends all this fun (laughs) money on board games i buy i buy gun licenses
0: it's been podcast equipment lately
1: podcast equipment for him gun licenses for me
0: Podcast equipment's not for me. It's for you. For us. The listener. Oh. Yeah. See, you you missed an opportunity there. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. I think that wraps this up to where I can hopefully get this edited and out tonight. Like I said, I would. I'm going to go do notes. And you're going to do some notes. And then I'm probably going to crash at like 930. Oh, it's nine o'clock. Woo. We'll see when I get to bed. Lies and a half. We'll see when I get to bed.
1: It's your fault for wanting to watch a movie at dinner.
0: Yeah, we should have went with something shorter. I know. It's that's, that's only 30 minutes longer than our normal dinner time. It's fine. Thank you for tuning in to the Malthouse Games podcast. This was episode 37. If you would like to find us on social media, we are at Malthouse Games, M-A-L-T-H-A-U-S, games. That is on all social media, and by all, I mean Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you have a game you want us to talk about, or a topic to cover, or a question for us that we can answer on the podcast, or anything else at all, email us, contact at malthousegames.com. If you want to find me personally, I am at Delton Brack, D-E-L-T-O-N B-R-A-C-K, and Haley is at...
1: S Q U I R R E L Y G E E K. By the way, I changed my name from Dennis on Twitter. What is it now? Salty Broad.
0: Salty Broad? Salty Broad. Okay.
1: I'm a salty broad.
0: It makes sense. I think it's accurate. Accurate. (laughs) So hit us up on social media, And until next time, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and play some games. We'll see you folks later. Goodbye. Bye.